Welcome to the Every Believer Witness Podcast. This is Evan Finch, and I'm glad you have joined us today. I believe you'll be blessed as Dennis shares. Have you been saved 20 years or one year 20 times? Listen as Dennis shares about the importance of spiritual nourishment. Many of you are football fans, and of course, many of you aren't. I want to share with you a true story about the legendary football coach, Vince Lombardi. Vince Lombardi, years ago, took the lowly Green Bay Packers, who were not a very good team at that time, and he transformed them into Super Bowl champions. And he was so successful as a coach that the winner of the Super Bowl each year of the NFL receives the Vince Lombardi Trophy. When Vince Lombardi took over the Packers, and every year, even throughout their championship years, at the beginning of the year, he would gather the team for a meeting, and he would walk in, and he would start by saying, gentlemen, this is a football. And he would proceed after that to talk about the fundamentals of football. He would really stress about blocking and tackling because he believed that if they executed the fundamentals really, really well, there would be a successful ball team, and that was proven to be true. Ladies and gentlemen, this is a Bible. And if you want to be successful, if you want to actually enjoy being a Christian, then it's going to be crucial that you study and obey your Bible daily. And that's where we are in our study of how to actually enjoy being a Christian. We've talked in previous podcasts about the necessity of being one and knowing for sure you are one. We've talked about the absolute necessity of dealing with sin in our lives immediately because sin's not eradicated when we become a Christ follower. Today, we come to the Vince Lombardi Bible Principle, study and obey your Bible daily. And in the coming podcast, I'm going to be talking to you about how to study and obey your Bible daily. And I just have to give a disclaimer up front. Many of you are tremendous Bible students, and you study the Bible. You may well know much more about the Bible than I do, and I sure don't mean to insult you, but I don't want to assume that everyone knows basics about how to do a Bible study as well as, even before we begin that, I want to talk to you today about why it's so crucial. In other words, why do we consider studying your Bible a fundamental to the successful Christian living like Vince Lombardi considered uh, blocking and tackling fundamentals to football? And here's the very first reason. Number one reason that you need to study your Bible daily is because it provides spiritual nourishment. Peter said this in 1 Peter 2.2, like newborn babes crave pure spiritual milk so that by it you may grow up in your salvation. And it's interesting, in the, you know, the New Testament was written in Greek, uh, translated into English, and where it says spiritual milk, the literal rendering in the Greek is milk of the word, Milk of the Logos, milk of the word. In fact, many modern translations like the New American Standard translate it that way, crave the pure milk of the word so that by it you may grow up in your salvation. And just as, a, just as milk 
helps a baby grow. The Word helps us grow. It provides spiritual nourishment. The Bible, as you may well know, likens itself to milk, meat, and strong meat. And just as a baby doesn't start out eating steaks, but starts out with milk, a person first becomes a follower of Jesus Christ, then we start on the milk of the Word, and it's designed to provide nourishment, you see. And milk helps a baby grow. Uh, and it's a medical fact. If you don't get proper nourishment, if a baby doesn't get proper nourishment, it's not going to grow healthy physically. And the same principle is true spiritually. If I don't get proper spiritual nourishment, I'm not going to grow. If I don't get proper spiritual nourishment, I'm going to become spiritually sick and weakly anemic, just like a human being does without physical food. Um, and it really doesn't make any difference how old you are numerically or how old you are spiritually as far as nourishment. Uh, if you're 7 or 17 or 77, you still have to eat. You still have to take in food. As long as you're alive, there never comes a time that we don't need food if we're going to stay healthy. Same thing's true spiritually. If I don't take in the nourishment of the Word of God every day, I can't just take a big meal, you know, a big big buffet, a big whopper of a meal on Sunday. I need nourishment every day physically, and I need the same thing spiritually. And I want you to listen carefully uh, what I'm getting ready to say. You can't miss this. We teach and preach and stress all the time the importance of the local church. And it is. We're going to be talking more and more in the future. Can't get away from it. You know, our ministry, no parachurch ministry is a substitute for God's ministry, the local church. And so we go to church and we gather. Uh, but when we gather for fellowship, it's very interesting. Fellowship doesn't provide spiritual nourishment. Prayer. We're going to be talking about that in the coming weeks. Prayer, as important as it is, doesn't provide spiritual nourishment. And listen Praise and worship, worshiping God. It's wonderful, but it doesn't provide spiritual nourishment. The Bible, the Word of God, is what provides spiritual nourishment. And we need to be studying and obeying our Bible daily. And sad reality is, you look at your church. I look at my church. We just look around the believers we know. Society, the world, churches are full of a lot of weak, sickly, anemic Christians that are not strong in the faith. And the major reason is they're not getting the proper nourishment from the Word of God. So the very first reason, study and obey your Bible daily. To do that, rather, is because it provides spiritual nourishment. Here's the second reason. You need to study. I need to study and obey my Bible daily because it transforms your thinking. Notice what Paul said to the Romans. He said, do not conform any longer to the pattern of the world, but be transformed by the renewing of your mind. Then, if I do that, then you'll be able to test and approve what God's will is, his good, pleasing, and perfect will. And we all certainly want to enjoy walking in the good and pleasing and pleasant will of God. So he, notice he says, do not conform any longer. So here are believers who come to faith in Christ. 
but evidently they are still thinking the way the world thinks about things. And he says, don't get pressed into this mold. Uh, my wife uh, used to make ice pops for our children when they were small, and she would pour the liquid into, into a pan, and it had indentions or moles, and the popsicles would come out in the shape of that mold. Same thing's true with cornbread or muffins. You put it in the opening, and it's formed to the shape of whatever that mold that you put it in. So he says, don't get squeezed into the mold of the pattern of the world, but in contrast to that, be transformed. And this word, transformed, the Greek word is translated transform. We get our word metamorphosis. You know what that is? You remember? That's when an old, ugly caterpillar makes a cocoon, and over a period of time, he's changed, and he comes out a beautiful, she comes out a beautiful butterfly. And so he's saying, don't be conformed to the pattern of the world. Don't be a, a worldly caterpillar, but be transformed, become a spiritual butterfly. How? By the renewing of your mind. Um, it would have been wonderful that day I was riding down Interstate 40 on a Wednesday afternoon, and I, I just finally had come to realize the truth about Jesus dying for my sins and rising again. And I said, Jesus, my life's a wreck. Come into my life and, and save me and forgive me. And he did. It would have been really wonderful if God would have done a spiritual lobotomy and opened up the top of my head, taken my brain out, put in a new brain that thinks right. But he didn't do that for me and he didn't do it for you. And you see, in everything in life, there are really only two viewpoints. There's human viewpoint or worldly viewpoint, and there's divine viewpoint, God's viewpoint. And we wake up in the morning, we're bombarded all day long by worldly viewpoint, the viewpoint of the world. How should you handle this situation? How should you think about this? What should my conduct be? What, what about this? And the world says, here's the way to do it. And then over here, God says, no, here's my way to do it. And because we're bombarded, we have to be changed by the renewing, the ongoing process. You don't get it renewed once, you get it renewed. And if we're doing that, if we're daily taking in God's word and absorbing it and obeying it, then we're gonna be changed. We're gonna look at things differently. And let me just share with you how absolutely crucial it is. I have a, a copy of a survey that Christianity Today uh, published. It was done by Lifeway Research and Ligonier Ministries, and this is actually almost four years old now, and it, it questioned evangelicals. And evangelicals are people, their definition is, who say they agree the Bible is the highest authority, evangelism is very important, sin can only be removed by Jesus' death, and salvation comes only through trusting Jesus as Savior. So they ask people who say, I believe these things, some questions. And here's the first one. Jesus is the first and created and greatest, rather, being created by God. So you would think I might say, yes, 73% of evangelicals uh, strongly agree he's created by God rather than being God. Here's another one. The Holy Spirit is a force, not a personal being. 46%, almost half of evangelicals said, yep, that's right, he's a force. Here's another one. Everyone sins a little, but most people are good by nature. 
53% of evangelicals agree or strongly agree with that statement. Here's another one. God accepts the worship of all religions, including Christianity, Judaism, and Islam. 52% said, yes, they agree with that. Um, and they had a lot of other questions. So you see, our churches and believers, and I can fall prey to it, you can, we tend to be influenced by worldly viewpoint. The only change to that is if we adopt God's viewpoint. And the way we do it is we take in the word of God. Years ago, I was watching uh, Pastor John Hagee. Um, wouldn't agree with John on all of his doctrine and theology by any means, but I heard him preaching on the Bible and about reading the Bible, and he had written a poem about reading the Bible, and because the Bible has 66 books, this poem had 66 stanzas in it. And, and I heard him recite this poem, and I said, wow, that's good. Man, I, I wanna, I'm going to memorize that poem myself, and I did. And so I just want to share it with you as we get ready to close about the importance of reading the Bible. Here's, here's the poem, all 66 verses, stanzas, rather. Uh, are you ready? Read the book, read the book, read the book, book, book. Verse 1. Stanza 2. Read the book. Read the book, read the book, book, book. Stanza three, read the book, read the book, read the book, book, book. Are you getting the idea? The redundancy, but it's really true. There's no substitute. If you're gonna actually enjoy being a Christian, to study and obey in your Bible daily. Now, as we close, I wanna give you an assignment, if necessary, for this week. We're going to be talking more about in-depth Bible study, and many of you are already doing it, but if you're not reading your Bible daily, I want to encourage you, start in the morning and read one chapter in the book of Proverbs each day. 31 chapters in the book, so there's a chapter for every day. Simply start with the chapter in Proverbs that corresponds to the day that you're listening to this. I think this is going to come out on the 30th, so you start with Proverbs 30, but... Uh, read one chapter a day. Next week, we're going to continue our study of the importance of studying and obeying your Bible daily. God bless you. We want to encourage you to help us train more and more believers to share the good news of our Savior, the Lord Jesus Christ. Your gifts to the ministry help us do that, as well as produce these podcasts and other training videos. Will you consider a tax-deductible gift to every believer or witness? Thank you.